1: Hello, welcome to Nobody Panic. I'm so bored. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, did you forget what the episode was for a minute? Well,
2: no, I knew, but it took me a moment to know. Yeah, yeah, so perfect. Because in
1: my head, you can really see the equipment. Mm. Now, can I now?
2: Yes. But it just took me a second. Of
1: course. Boo-doop.
2: Well, we're hoping to bring you some lighthearted relief. What do you need you're in- because you're in hospital?
1: Exactly. Hello. <laughs> Number one, Hello, listen to this podcast. It's us,
2: your bedside manner pals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something to distract you, isn't it? It
1: is. We could do a guided hospital stay, but then we'd have to do it for 10 days and that'd be Oh, oh like, for just
2: example. us relentlessly.
1: Yeah, that'd be bad.
2: No, we. this is possibly some of you are actually listening. This has been sent to you by from a well-meaning friend Mm. who does mean well when they send this to you. And so far you're like, I don't like it. No. But they were trying to offer you some light relief. This is a uh, how to endure a long hospital stay. It's a toughie.
1: It is. It's a toughie. And also it's so varied because it's like, okay, well, the difference between a long hospital stay, if you're in a private hospital, if you're in an NHS hospital, very, very different if you're Mm -hmm. listening from the UK. I don't know about any other countries, how you, what your hospitals are doing, um. But also as well, like why you're there. You know, if you've broken your leg, or if you've got something that is like, re- like you know, not going to mend. You mm. know, and I think we're going to stay on the side of just a uh, hospital stay. That you know, at some point you will be leaving the hospital. Yes, simply endurance. Yes, because complicated medical psychological approaches are not our strong su- su- sweet. No. going to say
2: not our strong sweet. Yes, yeah, we that's we don't we don't we, we don't, don't know we, we don't know we don't know <laughs> we
1: don't know. So really sorry if your friend has sent you this. It's two women going. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Are you okay? We don't know. Good luck. But even if you're even if you're in hospital for something. Like I said, broken leg. So that was like you know you're in there for a broken leg. It's it's scary. It's painful. It's boring. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming and how boring it is. Also as well, like at every point you're. Someone could come in and tell you something else that you have to do that might be really painful. Absolutely. Constantly on edge as well. Like, oh God, what's this? What are you going to do now? There's a lot of that.
2: God, guys. Oh
1: God. Anyway, this
2: goes out to, I mean, it goes out to everyone. It does. But it was inspired in December by a lovely listener called Tash, who we send much good wishes and grapes down the, down the post to you. Grapes down the post. These are audio grapes that we're yes. sending you. Um Tash wrote to us in December from hospital where she'd gone in with a broken leg and hopefully now is out and on the mend. But sent us she wrote at the end of her email just to say excuse the morphine writing this email exclamation <laughs> mark. Yes. <laughs> um but we thought this is a tip, tip not... one lots of morphine. Tip, tip one lots of <laughs> morphine. Um but unless we thought we would address hospital stays
1: Yes, because also my mum was in there for sort of around the same time as Tash, maybe a little bit before, like two or th- three weeks in November. And because um, also, like, I've never touched all the wood, I've never had a long hospital stay, and I haven't really spent that much time in hospitals um, at all. So that was like the first time when I went in every day. And, and she suggested this episode as well. She was like, Oh, it might make a good nobody panic. And I was like, You should come on. She's like, No, I couldn't possibly. No, thank you. So I did a, I asked people who follow me on Instagram to give us some tips, and then Mum also gave me some tips via that. <laughs> you could have just texted me, Mum, if you're listening, but I like it. I like. It. I don't think she realises I can see it's her. <laughs> yeah, so we've got some... So we'll basically be led by the advice of those who have experienced it. And already, spoiler alert, before we get into our most adult thing we've done this week, about 60% of the advice uh, is either just the word snacks or bring snacks. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's obviously like a huge thing mm-hmm. and it can, it can be quite hard I think because um, if you're on morphine or if you're on certain med- medications you can also not be hungry mm. and you cannot like and so that can be really hard too but as long as you've got like nice things around you that you can be like well if I well, when I get hungry I'm going to absolutely I was going to say muller that watermelon well watermelon's obviously a bad snack to bring in. Okay. but you know <laughs> Nice chocolates, lint balls, that sort of stuff. <laughs> lint ball. Oh my! Yeah, and yeah. Protein oh, lovely good bits, protein bars as well. So, you, so you feel like you're like doing something helpful mm, to help your body knit get back,
2: back together. In, get the stuff in mmm, delicious. Um, I equally, touching wood, has have have been very lucky um, to remain out of hospital. I spent some time with my granddad a couple of years ago. Went. In, have you have you seen Succession? All of, of Succession. Course. Now, sorry, this is. Not a spoiler, but I'm certainly mm. going to reference an episode. In one of the episodes, um, Logan Roy starts being quite incoherent and saying like, quite baffling things, referencing stuff that isn't happening, wanders off. And I me, I was, before the characters did, was like, he's got a UTI, he's got a, a, a kidney failure, he's got the piss mat, he's gone piss mad, And yeah. then a bit later, everyone was like, he's gone piss mat. And I was like, hooray, I knew it. Um, my granddad had that. Um, he had a catheter. For something separate, and then um, I don't. I actually don't know the logistics of what happened, but mm. nonetheless, urinary did, tract failure and things went awry. But what and it is so recoverable from, as as happens to Logan Roy, it, it passes very quickly. But the immediate onset looks pretty much like dementia. Yes. and so when Grandad went to hospital sort of over his head to my grandma they kept being like has he got dementia and he and she was like genuinely no it sounds like we're lying but no while he's like who am i (laughs) and uh, who am i and um but i was like and then he was just put on a ward with all other gentlemen who all had the same thing so they were all piss mad and you go and see him and he'd be like what kind of dog is that um (laughs) <laughs> what kind of dog is that and you'd be like i don't know grandad what what kind of dog do you think and he'd be like i think it's a terrier and you'd be like i think it's a terrier as well but it'd be like a man's foot and right, okay. whereas my grandma was going there's no dogs in here don oh god and you be yes. like grandma just roll with it yes. anyway the point of this story is just that while we're all being like yeah what is that kind of dog and like just <laughs> he kept saying that there was a thing at the window he'd go at the window and then pops up a peekaboo like this peekaboo and then he's you can't see me but I'm wiggling my fingers on my head and that was a key part of it like a chicken wattle like a chicken wattle, <sighs> like these four little fingers on the head, warbling, mm-hmm. and he go out the window. It's peekaboo! There it is, and then um, other men in the ward also started saying that they could also see the peekaboo at the window, and it was, and they would all remind me that it was popping up and down, and this, and we were all like, "Yes, well, I guess it is a terrier." <laughs> and then it turns out they were on the ground floor of the hospital. There was an escaped peacock in the grounds, <laughs> and the only P- P- people it was visiting was the piss mad gentleman. Who every time they tried to tell that there was a peekaboo at the window, everyone was like, "That's right, yeah, yeah, I bet there oh is." Oh God! And uh, and it would come and it would do its full full of thing. That's full like thing. doing the hands, yeah, and it's showing its thing and do its full thing. And of course, nobody believed them. I believe them.
1: Ah, uh, anyway, so that's, that's my expensive hospital tip. Bit is, of um, fun there is if there's a peacock. Listen to people when they say listen, it's but fair. also. Sometimes they go think there's, a dog, so. anything, there's a dog, so there's a dog. Hard to know, isn't it? Yeah. God, hospitals. To, hospitals, a place. Um, and ah, before well. we get into the advice and tips that you sent in, what's the most adult thing you've done this week, Tessa? Thank you for asking, Stevie. You're welcome. Um Mine is that
2: I, uh, in a email chain mm. with a man. Yes. Crucial information. Yes. It was somebody just organising some dates for something. He said that the time for something was at this time. And it wasn't. I looked back on the chain. I was like, you said it was at this time. And my instinct was to be like, oh, my mistake. Oh, whoopsie, silly Mm. old me. Because I'd already said, I thought it was at this time. Because that's what you said. Mm. And he was like, no, it's at 12 o'clock. And so I went back, I checked, I fact-checked myself. I was in the right. And my instinct was to be like, oh, dear. and then, (laughs) But then I said... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I was like come on girl you're not in the wrong and what do we know we mustn't just let men say things and we all say but, but, oh whoopsie when my I mistake say it's like,
1: noon when it's not. I'm
2: ever so sorry I think you might have not attached the attachment I'm ever so sorry what am I talking about yeah. anyway and so I said I think this is where we were, We went awry. Yes, <laughs> I, still, very good. I still had to do us both. I couldn't yes. just say you fucked up. Um, and I sent like a quite a stern email saying just explaining why I thought that because this is what I'd been told. And I felt very brave and powerful. Oh, and he didn't reply good. for about an hour, and then just sent two separate emails with a <laughs> with yeah. a link to the new time, and then was like for clarity, putting them in a new email. So he didn't apologise or anything, oh, but it infuri- felt like it's a. <laughs> it felt like in a small. Yeah. A small step that at least I didn't apologise for his, for his mistake. <laughs> for his mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's tough emails. Come on, could emails? Gmail get on our side? I just... Come on, Gmail.
1: Come on. It's almost like Google isn't on the side of the people. It's almost like it's Google... Male.
2: For male.
0: <laughs> Google for male. male.
2: Could it be, could it err uh, to the side of an apologetic female who just oh wants God. to prove that she wasn't in the wrong, actually? Female. Female. <laughs> Please sign up to our new <laughs> email platform. Uh, so much a bit of fun.
1: Are we distracting you yet in the bed? <laughs> is yes. <this> helpful? <laughs> Maybe you are being distracted. Please, Stevie, what's your adult thing of the week? So my adult thing is linked to a topic of the podcast that I was... Hoping by now I'd be able to not only do but lead on because I will Please. I would have passed my driving test. But I haven't. I don't haven't taken it yet. Okay. Um so I, if anyone follows me on Instagram, you will know this. Um I signed up to an intense, like a semi-intensive course. I'll do it over two months rather than a week or a month. Mm-hmm. And I'll do two five-hour lessons a week. Great. And that was what I did. And it took me a little bit longer. <laughs> About, I'd say, well, I paid for 40 hours. And when we got to the 40-hour mark and I still wasn't ready to take my test, this was like before Christmas, I was really devastated. I was like, oh, I'm just bad. I'm bad at driving. Each five-hour um, lesson is obviously really expensive. Yes. It's like 250, £225 in cash. And so then from December, I've been paying that every time I've done my lesson. And that cycle, and also I'm sort of slightly not as liquid as I would like cash wise at the moment and that mixed with also like uh, loads of life things meaning that it's just been quite busy and quite stressful meant led to like the other day me doing another lesson and and just getting and you keep saying you're, you're all in your own head like you need to relax like what is wrong with you and all of this stuff and I just like sort of we had a break um, near an and because um, there's a cash machine there and I get out £225 <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Sweet. And I went to go get it and I was like, I actually can't do this. I actually cannot do another lesson like this. I can't get into that car with that man and drive for five hours out of this area. I don't want to. And I feel like this for a long time, but I've been like, push through, you weak pussy ass bitch <laughs> and everybody else does it and then I um, and then I went back and I was like I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna have a break and then I'm gonna go to another instructor I'm really sorry um, and do two hours a week and I found a woman called Beryl who does two hours a week and she says like um, that she helps you with your confidence and I was like thanks Beryl the confidence is really low I've done 80 hours and I'm shit and I'm not shit I can do all yeah, of the manoeuvres I can do all of the stuff but there's just a psychological block, mm. which comes from stopping at answering, and getting £225 in <laughs> cash out every single time. Is that time. the beginning or the end? Halfway through. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. So it's a real <laughs> oh downer. It's a real downer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't think five hours at a time is helpful for me. No. I think two hours would actually... Add, could we get more done? Because you just go straight through rather than having a fucking break every five seconds. Um. But yes, so that was a very adult thing for me to do because um I normally like to uh, just go through until I uh, start crying or have a nervous breakdown and I did stop before that point and accepted that it's not failure that I need a break and I maybe need to approach it in a different way from now on that it's actually like a positive thing and just because like you know all those other students have done it you know in less time than me apparently and um, that doesn't mean I'm bad at driving it just means that like I'm taking longer to get to grips with this death machine that I'm, you know, a hundred percent. Have you started with Beryl yet? No, I start with
2: Beryl in uh, three weeks' time. I'm really excited for your journey with Beryl. So brave of you when you're like, actually, this one is isn't serving me. Let's pivot. Yes. And there's no failure here. We're just pivoting to something that does serve me. Pivoting to Beryl. Pivot, pivot, pivot to Beryl.
1: Um. Okay. Right.
2: Well, you're nothing if not distracted. I would say. <laughs> The listener in the hospital bed is nothing if not really on a journey here. Yes. As they desperately wait for the tips to how to enjoy this day. Oh, look. It's or, happening. It's already happening. Number
1: one, you've, listen to podcasts. You've already completely forgotten you're in hospital. That was. <laughs> tick. The, tick. And that was um, a tip that I was going to say is the top tip. Because when mum was in hospital, she had hurt her back and her neck. So she couldn't move or sit up for two weeks. And so she was like lying flat. So she couldn't see anything at all. She couldn't even like really chat to other people or anything. Or like, it was just everything in her line of vision was just the ceiling. It was really horrible. And so we, me and Gina, my sister, and actually then my partner, the shadow also did it as well. We recorded podcast, at, like fake podcasts, for her about her her points of interest, and then also my, my partner did uh, sleep stories. So he just read, he just talked about like Dolby Atmos sound and um, oh, that's so um, good. Transfer windows in American sports. Um, but actually, turned out she was quite interested. was <laughs> like, he kept saying every like ten minutes, you're probably asleep now, but I'm going to keep going. But I wasn't, and I really it well
2: there's something lovely about a familiarity of, yes. of being like you know because you can visit during the visiting hours but then when you're alone at night just to have like you know you guys there in her ear listening chatting talking about her interests what a beautiful thing to have made for her yeah
1: so I suppose if you're in hospital ask your loved ones to record voice notes for you just talking about like fun shit like,
2: they would probably be, be nice. delighted to be given a, such a specific quest yes a
1: thing to do to help yeah. isn't, like have more grapes even though grapes is tip number two I uh, yeah, yeah, that's so. That's so. Yeah, because you need something to block out the weird beeping sounds. And often you're with other people in the ward, like you said in the in the the piss mad gentleman's ward. Yeah. Um. You and sometimes the other people can be having like a really bad time, and 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 it sort of b- bums you out. <laughs> Did she have?
2: Was she in the same bed, the actual same physical room? The she whole was. Time? Or she moved about a lot. She she moved about for the first little bit, but then she was in the. same... Could you have rigged up an iPad? With like a Meccano set setup, so it was like directly above her head. Her you'd eyes.
1: hope for that, but no, because there's so much going on. Like you know, at five a.m. is when like they're woken up, and then mm. suddenly there's medication happening, or then there's a weird beeping thing, and so or, or she needs to get up to go to the bathroom. Or she, you'd think it would be at least kind of relaxing and boring, but it can't. It is boring, but there's so many things happening it's that ne- you can't even no, just get into a rhythm. There's no
2: night or day. There's simply. There's simply time passing.
1: Yeah, so it, that was the thing that because I I, I I sort of thought, well, it's are right. It's not all right, but you just sleep or you just if watch, you're on Watch Succession, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. Watch, but you kind of can't watch Succession unless you know. Well, you can, but you can't rig it up to the ceiling. No. Yeah.
2: I was thinking it was like on Meccano and then on wheels, so you could wheel yeah. it back,
1: wheel over it back and forward, over her head. But, that but if I built it, it would
2: drop directly onto her face. And now the only that's part the of it is all right, the face. That's also that's gone. So yeah. she's in hospital for that as well.
1: That is the fear. Um, And especially if you're in a quite busy NHS hospital, the nurse will be like, can you not erect that Meccano (laughs) structure around that patient? Who's made that? Oh, my daughter's um, co-podcast
2: host has built me this and and (laughs) wheeled it in (laughs) over top of me. And and I can't raise my arms. I can't turn it off. It's just trapped there. It's just on the
1: whole time. (laughs) And that's the thing
2: How many people were on the ward with her? About ten. Gosh.
1: And then there was a woman around the corner who was just screaming the whole time, and that's just so sad and upsetting to hear. And you just and then people are getting rushed in and out all the time as mm. well because people get r- rushed in and that they've like just like a woman had just fallen off her horse and had broken her neck, and it's like oh god. And so then she's really upset because she's new to the ward, whereas everyone yeah. else there had been there for a while, so they're kind of like in their own kind of in their own rhythm yeah and the thing that someone here said um, which I thought was really good is don't be afraid to press the buzzer and call for a nurse if needed and don't be afraid to bother anyone that's like basically it was just a room full of women that didn't want to bother anyone and just being like I'll hold it I don't need the toilet that much. You're like, well, you do like, and there's nothing worse. The only thing worse than being in that bed is like being in that bed and, um, feeling guilty for asking mm. for anything, you know, feeling bad for being like, I'm really hungry. <laughs> like i know there's been, there's been a meal, but is there, Oh, there's some biscuits? Yeah. Like, and there always are. And like, or, or like, I'm in, pain and the morphine isn't enough or can or the doctor came and explained something but I could I didn't actually know what he meant like could someone explain it to me like there's all you you're never it's hard because it what it I, I felt anyway while I was there it did feel I'm sure it depends on what hospital you're at but the hospital we were at was so understaffed it was like astounding so you can feel like you are a bother because mm-hmm. in those moments you you sort of everybody is a bother because the nurses don't have enough time. Mm. But that doesn't mean you should like that's not your problem. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's the government's problem and the nurses and that's a whole separate thing, but you can't let your health or your comfort be second best just because it's like she's got so many people to look after yeah it's like, yeah my it's so important like, forcing yourself to
2: advocate for yourself. my tiny experience of that is that um several winters several winters ago, I got very sick and eventually went to the doctors um and um revealed I had been coughing up blood and uh, then they like moved me into the like tuberculosis unit to be like tested for everything and I was absolutely fine but they were so cross with me like genuinely very cross they were like how long has this been going on and I was like weeks. And they were like, weeks? They were like, you've been coughing up. And I was like, and I literally was like, I didn't want to be a bother. Like, I yeah. didn't want to, I didn't think it was that big a deal. And they weren't like, oh, no, you must always. They would like genuinely cross of being like, this is what the service is for. Like, you have to, we can't mind read and come into your house to help you. Like, you have to be saying what's wrong and putting mm. your hand up. It really like shocked me into try and be better about health things um, because they. I really thought their thing would be like, oh no, come on, always let us, it was like, come come on, re- they were really cross. Yeah. Um, marching me to the tuberculosis ward. like am <laughs> up blood for weeks, hasn't said a thing. Oh, i was like furious with me. So yeah, they. It, it makes, not that it makes their job easier, but like they can't be, the nurses can't be guessing that you need help or anything that you, the, it's like, you know, j- just, putting your hand up to be like, these are the things I need. And also you can't do it for yourself. You have to say, please I need the toilet. You know? Yeah.
1: That and it's there's not that's the hardest thing. Which too. is also a
2: huge thing to get your head around of like relinquishing your dignity and your pride and your independence yeah. and all of those things because now suddenly someone has to help you do these like very basic tasks that you used to be able to do.
1: Yeah, that was a big one I thought it was just like the toilet stuff was just like nobody should have to especially if you're you you've gone in there for something that means you can't like mm. go to the toilet properly. My mum was just like, it was horrible. And the only way she could, she didn't really say anything about it to us for ages. And then, and then, she, and then something happened. And she was really upset and it was just really horrible. And she felt really sad. And, and so then I, we would, we, I was saying like, well, you should, you should do um the catheter, the, the, the bed pan. The bed pan. Yes. Which, which you think, okay, it's just like a potty or you just get, but like, you know, if you're, if you're lying down horizontally yeah. and you can't get up, and you have to go to the toilet in essentially what is like a very flat egg box that doesn't really have any sides. No. Well, it must be the worst experience ever. So the only way she could get through it was like maybe like like asking her questions and like talking about it and like, um, I was like, you should come on and do a nobody panic episode called "How to Use a Bedpan," like, and because you you must have some like techniques, like try. And she was like, "No, I don't." I was like, "Well, you've got to go in there with like um." Okay, so next time I'm gonna work out how what like the best way. Like, you've got to separate yourself from the horror of it, like, yeah. and just be like, "Well, there's gonna be a point where I'm not gonna have to have to do this." So. Um, I'm going to learn, I'm going to like figure out the be- the bedpan hack, you yeah. know, or I'm going to... Investigative journalist style. You become an investigator, you become Emily Metliss of the That's bedpans. Exactly. You had to be that of the bedpan world.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly right. I think there's a, there's a reason that like people, that, that you have this like matronly attitude to being a nurse or being a paramedic or anything that has this like, come on, let's, let's, you know, yeah. because there's just no space to be anything other than like practical and pragmatic and we're getting it There was done.
1: something that... um Someone said, which is like, if one of the staff, I can't remember. It was like, if one of the staff is you, like you is mean or you, you don't like them, like do complain. That was the other thing. It was like, there's so few staff, but there was one woman who was just fucking horrible to mum. Like one night, and we were so angry, and she complained and. After we were like, you've got to come in. She was like, no, I will. I was like, fucking will. And then, you know, that woman was just like, um, just put on a different ward. I mean, God help everyone else who's on the ward. But like, if you don't say anything, that mm. woman's going to come every night and do exactly the same thing. Because yeah. like, there are people who are wonderful and caring. And then there are some people who work in hospitals who aren't very nice. Yeah. And, you know, you can, God bless the NHS, but if there's a, there are also dicks in there. Um, just like everywhere, there are dicks everywhere. There are dicks everywhere, <laughs> and then um, super long phone cable for charging. Just simple and practical.
2: Simple and practical.
1: Get someone to bring you a super long phone charger.
2: Perfect. Yeah, eight meters.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Perfect. Don't fuck it, but you know. Yeah, I well, have we well, a little Nothing other going on, other little bit of uh, advice for you. Um, I'm just really, I'm really captivated. But I'm also really got a lot of emotions. Yeah, it's it is an emotional one, and I think that's the that was the other thing that, I, that someone said which I think is very true is like it's okay to like fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so like my friend WhatsApped me with a bunch of things. He's been in, he was in hospital loads a few years ago and um, so much of it is like just trying to kind of personalize it as much as you can because the hospital routine routines are so depersonalizing and i think that's why it feels so shit is suddenly you're just you're you're, you're coming into contact with like the fact that our bodies can fail you're also seeing what else could happen because there's loads of other people around you being like, well, this happened to me. And you're like, I didn't even know that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? You can all, you see people who are worse off than you and then you feel really like scared and better off than you. And then you feel really jealous. Also as well, unfortunately, often you don't know when you're going home. So it's just like, well, you're going to have to stay for a few weeks. And people are quite vague about it because the waiting times are really bad. So you can just feel like you're not a person so um sam said set yourself your own routine for showering and getting dressed and like being a person every day that you're 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 there and if you can't get dressed or you can't like you can have um you know how like you you made me a a long haul flight little toilet bag like have a little thing there which is like okay so every few few days you do a little face mask Mm. um you've got your nice like you've got some like lavender spray for your pillow you've got make sure that they're changing your pillowcase like some some people here are like decorate your room in the way you're like oh your room is it right well that's obviously a very particular type of hospital but often you won't have a room it'll just be like the little touches you can put on your bedside table and even things like flowers and grapes can make you feel like oh yes I'm in a hospital I'm ill whereas if you've got um, something from your house um, it can make you feel like a bit connected with yourself rather than just like you're playing a a scene from Holby City (laughs) which is I used to watch a lot of when I was I was younger. But any film that has a hospital. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Yes. Even here you sometimes you get moved to a room um if you've got something um you got to go be on your completely on your own in the mm-hmm. contagion contagious unit. So and then and even like, know if you
1: can bring anything in when you're yeah, in the Yeah and then it's like
2: yeah. horrible on the ward because there's all these other people doing their own thing and being noisy. Horrible on the bit if you're totally on your own because you're mm-hmm. so lonely in that. Horrible everywhere really. Yeah, there's not you're,
1: a nice part of the hospital. No,
2: there's not a nice part and it is just a a uh, an in, an endurance thing of just like digging deep and mm. getting through it which is so
1: tough yeah really <sighs> really tough and um uh he also said take nice pjs like your favorite pajamas use your all your best stuff like your best hand cream um mm. also get all nice stuff from MS and don't rely on hospital wi-fi <laughs> Um okay. to try and get people to download stuff onto your phone or your iPad like before they come in. Pretty much all hospitals have Wi Fi, but if it breaks, it's not not, not anyone's priority to fix it because they've got more important things to be to be doing. Sure. Um and um take your own nice tea bags and nice coffee oh, because lovely. the coffee and tea is always shit. Um which I, even yeah, those little things and then and then maybe have like um yeah, like, okay, well it's time it's time now. It's that time. It's tea time now for mm. me. Not waiting for the tea woman to come round. Yeah it's tea time for me. Yes, it's tea time for me now.
2: It's my nice. It does tea. have some crossovers with flying economy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very similar. Very, very similar. similar. So I think I can speak with some confidence
2: having flown <laughs> having flown economy. Um, no. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just what you're saying about the the making the bat the first class bag, yeah, you know, and a bit basically all my suggestions about flying long haul, yeah. Obviously, you can't. There's no peeking behind the veil because there's no better version of what you're experiencing. But there is the like a crisp for madam, you know. There is this constant yeah. care and a con, but it has just you have to be the air stewardess and the the person yeah, Um, and you sort of have to just be constantly saying my lovely tea bags my lovely things my lovely pillowcase my lovely pajamas I'm Mm. not just going to have the horrible blanket and the horrible pillow get some nice bits like you can
1: bring some nice Good, the good crisps, and you know? again, it's people, for the good people are
2: desperate for a quest. So, to say, could I please yes. have the nicest pudding you can find?
1: So many people here are saying, like, um, don't worry about asking people for things, don't worry about asking people when they come and visit to bring things. And that's like it was so good when mum was like, um. Uh, Oh, could you bring those pajamas? And could and like, is it okay if like I get? And it was like, yeah. Like at one point, I think she was like, could I have some crackers and cheese with piccalilli on it? And I was like, yeah, yes. So like, got made that, and then got on the bus, and like, it was like I felt like I'd helped. Rather yeah. than just you kind of because when you're visiting, all you want to do is 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 take them out of the hospital. There's nothing yeah. you can do to actually help. But practical things, yeah, like that's why we did the podcast or like downloading things onto a phone, um, problem solving mm. all the time. If I was just lying there for like weeks and I felt like shit, what would I like? Yeah. And then just take that. Exactly, but it's so
2: hard to get into the right mindset. So the moment that you're well, no, like... Well,
1: because you've learned economy, of course. So. Of course, of course I can.
2: <laughs> what do I need in an economy? Crisps. <laughs> Crisps, but, okay, yeah, okay, I'd be fine at it. I'd bring you so many eye masks. you know, Well,
1: bits. yeah, that's probably be so good. Yeah, eye masks and, and like, there was... um Also, like, the the air quality is so, like, it's all dry. So we've got, like, we brought mm. loads of, like, nice moisturiser and, like, made sure that, like, all our skin was nice and moisturised. And just the, um like, cut, like, um... Comfy PJs That are Because I was I, I, I would think immediately Like I want my most Elegant pyjamas To just You know like mm. But actually just You really cosy ones That make you go like
2: mm. So it's just yes, Your cosiest Absolutely Your cashmere's Your smalls Your warm and cosy your, your poo bear
1: Your poo bear Oh, yeah, if you can, and if you're in the someone said that um they they got into knitting, oh yeah, it's low energy, low effort um I'd say if you if you don't know how to do it completely, I find it quite high effort actually, but I'm aware that that's me um uh if you're like, yeah, it's something that's quite like. What other sort of things could you do that are quite calming, like doodling or um, like... Yeah, look, people go into
2: colouring books that I know. Colouring books. And also um, embroidery, weirdly. Interesting. Um, I don't really know what embroidery is, I think. Um, Imagine a round... Yes, that's what I'm imagining.
1: But what's what's that for? Oh, just for itself. A I think smart. that just keeps it tight. <laughs> I think... So, so then I, you so remove it, the circle.
2: Yeah, and I think then, and then you... And you put it on And my, then what?
1: Then what do you do? Frame it. Well, try your hand at embroidery, everyone, and then tell me what happens. And then tell
2: me what it is. Yeah,
1: the moment you can, and if you want to, <laughs> ch- chatting to other other patients and like taking the time to like get to know them or ask them questions or like can be quite rewarding because you'll you'll all be together. Um, you, you for a while and it kind of adds a little bit of something if there's some sort of narrative going of like you know well there's a new person have you heard about that? and there's you? a peacock at the and window there's a peacock at the window and like, exactly find your own personal peacock at, at, mm. at the um, get a window. little vibe going in the yeah because also it. everyone understands if you're having a day where you don't want to talk like that's mm. fine I, like I think hospitals are quite Um, pure in that sense of like, oh, well, she was chatty yesterday. No one's going to kick off because you're not chatty today. It's like, you're in agony probably. So... Um, yes, nice smelling things in capital letters, especially soap, okay. so you don't smell like a hospital. That is so true. Don't be afraid um, to ask what something is, which is so true. It's like we're going we're to do the thing you and you're like, "What's that?" Or like ask what the pills are for, or ask what the you know side effects of something is. Um, loop earplugs. If you're if you've got someone in hospital and you want to give them something nice, loop earplugs. I've just got them uh, just because I don't like the just. Bought, I actually just, just wear them when I'm walking around London because it's too loud. Sensitive soul, they are um, little tiny, beautiful little earplugs that go in there and you can pop, uh, they look really nice on the outside and you can pop um, a little extra addition to make them super quiet and they're basically noise cancelling without the big cans over mm. your head. So, uh, loop uh, would be a good thing to get someone who's going into hospital as well. That sounds so nice. Don't Google other people who've had the same thing as you. I think because that's not helpful, is
2: it? I would simply remind myself of the sheer miracle of modern science.
1: Thank God that you're not in the Victorian era right. or before. Because you'd be gone.
2: Yeah. That's you out. Uh, uh, hundreds of years have gone on into the technology to like to make this work, yeah. to f- people to work out how this injection or this bit of machinery or these things work. Um, and there's sort of something quite incredible about that, even when it's all very otherwise very dark.
1: Yeah, and um, it is amazing what you can, as a person, get through and withstand.
2: I think you, there's so much that you can survive and um, the human body is incredibly, is incredible and is also incredibly, res- and the mind is incredibly resilient and you will survive it. Yes, you You have to you dig will. deep, smell your nice smells, have your nice snacks. Long charge everything charger. you've ever seen.
1: So just go around charging things. Keep set set up your own r- routine that is independent of the hospital's routine. Obviously, a bit of like don't just completely ignore all the hospital routine because you have to take your medication and you have to like do things. But they'll bring you your little meal that your little meal that you'll be like Jesus Christ. But you can have your own food too.
2: Oh look. Yeah. Madam, a crisp. Madam, a crisp. More better things are coming because you asked for them and you advocated and yeah. you're doing so well. And if you're you are exactly. in hospital <sighs> listening, we hope that this offered a distraction, if nothing else. Yes. If you have. Suggestions from the hospital bed, please do write into us. We'd love to hear from you. You're at mm. nobodypanicpodcast at gmail.com. And um it feels like
1: you should do your Gandalf, this too shall pass. Oh, this too shall pass. Oh, no, that, no, that's you shall not pass.
2: It is, yeah. But the oh. essence is the same. Just imagine Gandalf saying, Who said this too shall pass? It actually, nobody can you believe. Was it Jesus or was it Gandalf? Either way, my friend, this too shall pass. Was, okay, you will enjoy it. Album. You will survive it. You're doing great. Tom
1: Hanks, take said it. it in
2: tiny little incremental steps. Abraham
1: Our, Lincoln apparently said it too.
2: Every motherfucker has said
1: it. I, I mean, I suppose I've said it. Great. <laughs> this too shall pass in the words of Abraham Lincoln and Tom Hanks.
2: We, we love you. We're sending you good luck. Mm-hmm. And grapes for the audio. Good
1: We've Sam's Perfect Brains.